Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is the Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast called Rocker Recovery. You can find the PDF on enablersjourney.com. Today's study is on understanding. Now let's look at what we've been studying. We have learned in Proverbs 9.1 that wisdom has built her house. She has set up her seven pillars. The foundation of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And we've studied the fear of the Lord for two weeks. The base of our house is the fear of the Lord. And then we studied a week on what the blessings of having the fear of the Lord is. And then we understood that a fear of the Lord is a reverence and an awe for God, a knowing of God, and a hating of evil. Today, we'll find a pillar out of those seven pillars that set up the house of the Lord. So we'll make our rough wisdom and we'll make our foundation the fear of the Lord. Now, as I was doing this study, I spent two years praying over it. I went through Proverbs over and over again, and I found seven concepts that I thought might establish pillars in our house. As you're reading through Proverbs, you may find other pillars that you would like to establish in your house. So the first pillar I want to study today is understanding. And we need to know a definition of understanding, and that's a comprehension or a mental grasp of something. So let's see what understanding is according to God's word. So in Proverbs 4.1, what is our instruction? Proverbs 4.1, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. So we're to listen to instructions. Many times I think I know it all, and I'm not careful to listen to instructions. But as I studied these pillars of wisdom, I realized that I must diligently pay attention to instructions. Not only instructions of a father, or of my husband, or of my pastor, or of my teachers, but particularly paying attention to the instructions in the Word of God. So our question is, what is our instruction. So in Proverbs 4.1, what is our instruction? Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction, pay attention, and gain understanding. So we have to pay attention, and we have to listen. That way we can gain understanding. Our second verse is 1 Kings 3.9. What does Solomon pray for God to give him? Now I'm going to read it to you out of the King's James, because it has the words in it that we need. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? So what did Solomon ask for? He asked for a discerning and understanding heart. The third question is First Kings 3.10. Did this please God? 3.10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So yes, it did please God. And I believe it would please God if we ask for a discerning, understanding heart. The fourth question is 1 Kings 3, 12 through 13. What blessings did God give Solomon? I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will be, there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. So what blessings did God give Solomon? 
Well, he not only gave him what he asked for, he gave him an understanding and discerning heart, but he also gave him riches and honor. Number five, 1 Kings 3.14. What is the if-then statement? Now, as I'm reading through the Bible, and I find something that's very beautiful like this, a promise or a gift or a blessing from the Lord, I look for a condition. Is there something that this person needed to do in order to obtain this favor from the Lord, this blessing? So the scripture is 1 Kings 3.14. And if, see the if, and if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and command, as David your father did, now I'm going to interject the word then, then I will give you a long life. So there is a condition to Solomon receiving this blessing of a long life. And the condition is if he walks in God's ways and obeys his statutes commands as David his father did. We cannot just haphazardly claim the promises of God unless we are walking in his statutes and commands and obeying him with all of our hearts. Now let's look at number six, Proverbs 1, 2 through 6. Why did Solomon write Proverbs? Verse 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2 says, For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. So our question was, why did Solomon write Proverbs? And the answer is, so we could attain or know wisdom, so we could have discipline and instructions to guide our lives, so that we would have understanding of the words of insight, so that we could acquire a disciplined life to do what is just and fair, to have prudence to the simple, to give young men knowledge and discretion, to let the wise listen, to add to their learning, and to let the discerning get guidance, and for understanding of Proverbs and parables and riddles. So just in verses 2 through 4, I can find many pillars. I can find um, instruction, understanding, prudence, right or righteousness, knowledge, and discretion. Those are pillars to make us strong in our life and to give us guidance for directions as to which way to go and which path to take. Now let's go to number seven, Proverbs 2, 2 through 3. What is our instruction if we want understanding? The verses say, Turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. Now the question is for us to find our instruction in these verses. And our instruction was to turn our ear to wisdom and apply our hearts to understanding. Now how could we do that? Turn your ear to wisdom. That means I need to be listening to God's word. I need to be listening to Bible verses and preaching and teaching and applying my heart to understanding. That means I need to be guiding my heart as to what I will allow to be close to it. Will I allow things of the world to be closer to my heart than the things of God? And these are questions that we must ask ourselves, and then we must discipline ourselves and give ourselves the instructions of the Lord in order to grow into maturity. Number eight is Proverbs 2, 4 through 5. 
What will we find if we search and seek for understanding? Proverbs 2, 4-5 And if you look for it as for silver, and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So the fear of the Lord is connected to finding the knowledge of God. When we have a fear of man, it brings a snare. But when we have a fear of God, we are careful to establish our integrity. We discipline ourselves and disciple ourselves that we will not lie, cheat, steal, be immoral, unethical, or do anything illegal. And as we set up these standards in our life, it makes us great pillars for the community and it makes us a firm foundation for children to watch so that they may know how to grow up and guide their lives also. Proverbs 3, one. What are we not to forget? This is number 9. Proverbs 3.1 My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. So we're not to forget God's commands. We're not to forget wisdom's teaching. I like to read one Proverbs a day, corresponding with the day of the month. And that way I get through Proverbs 12 times a year. Now frequently I miss a day, but whatever day it is, whatever the date is on that day, that's the Proverbs that I read. Number 10, Proverbs 3, 2. What's the promise that we receive if we obey verse 1 and do not forget his commands? Let's read this. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. So there are two blessings for obeying the commands of the Lord. Did you hear them? It's a long life and prosperity. Number 11 is Proverbs 3, 3. What are we to let never leave us, and where are we to keep them? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So what are we to never let leave us? Love and faithfulness. And where are we to keep them? Well, we're to bind them around our neck and write them on the tablets of our heart. In the King's James Version, love and faithfulness is mercy and truth. Now, one of the ways that I bind them around my neck is that I write scripture out on a three by five card and I literally tie it around my neck. That way, whenever I have a stray thought that's not honoring to God and not bringing me maturity, then I can pull this scripture up and I can say it and I can put the truth in my heart. And as I do that over and over again throughout that day, that one verse, by the end of the day, I will have memorized that verse without even trying and it will be applied to the tablets of my heart. If I do this consistently, I'm abiding in God and abiding in His love. And then when I have a crisis or a problem in my life, I can cry out to God and I can say, Lord, what do I do today? What do I do with this person or this situation? And He will bring a scripture to my mind that has been written on the tablet of my heart previously. And that scripture will guide me in making the right decision. And it will always bring me peace. But if I don't have the scriptures written on the tablets of my heart, how can the Holy Spirit bring them up? So it is very important that you memorize scripture, that you review it frequently, that you tie it around your neck, that you put it on the tablets of your heart. And that way it will be there, always to guide you, and no one can ever take that away from you. There are times when I have known the truth, and the truth has been so real to me, And it's been like a fire in my heart and it's guided my very steps and it's given me great joy. 
And then there have been times of darkness where I don't feel anything. I don't feel like the God's present. I don't feel his love. I feel like it's very dark. But he can still bring those scriptures up to my mind. And even though at that moment I don't have a heart of belief, I feel alone and I feel like I'm in darkness, that scripture will bring me comfort. And I will choose to believe that scripture. Even though at that moment I don't believe it, I will choose to believe it. And I will say, Lord, thy word is true. Let it be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then as I come through that dark valley, I will come out in green pastures, and the Lord will have guided me to fresh, still waters, and I'll be able to worship Him along the way. So as I abide in Christ and not in my problem, as I abide in His love, then I'm able to have the courage to face all of life's difficulties. Let's continue in Proverbs 3. So number 12, Proverbs 3, 4. Then what shall we find? What shall we win? Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So what shall we find? What shall we win? Favor and a good name. And another version says good understanding. Now, favor with who? Who are we going to have favor with? In the sight of God and man. So we will have favor with God and with man. Now let's go to the next verse, Proverbs 3, 5. When something happens I don't understand, what am I to do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So what am I to do when I don't understand? Well, I'm just to trust the Lord. This is an act of my will, a conscious intelligence where my mind chooses to trust. And then I actively walk in that trust and in that faith, believing that I can trust God. And I may not feel like I can trust God, but that feeling will follow later. Right now, my only duty is to trust God, trust in the Lord with all my heart, and not to lean to my own understanding. Because my understanding, my fleshly, carnal understanding, can lead me down a rabbit hole really fast. Number 14, Proverbs 3, 6. Instead of fretting, I am to do what? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So what am I to do? I'm to acknowledge God and let him straighten or direct my path. He will direct my footsteps. He will direct my decisions, my thoughts. And as I allow the Lord to direct my thinking with his words, with those words I've written on the tablets of my heart, then I'm no longer fearful, nor am I fretful or anxious, but I can walk in peace and know that the Lord will guide me through and that I might not understand what's going on, but he knows what's going on and his ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are higher than mine and I can trust him in all things. This act of trust releases God to act on my behalf. But in my experience, if I am fretting and not turning to the Lord, my fretting continues and it robs me of the joy for the day. And I believe that it's a great offense to God when we just don't trust Him. If you don't have people in your life to trust, then it's a new experience to trust God, particularly when He seems untrustworthy at times because He's doing things that we don't understand. Many times I will pray over a circumstance or a situation, and the situation and the circumstance gets worse. I continue to trust the Lord. 
I continue to know that that circumstance that has turned for the worst is doing a work greater in me, is doing a work greater in the other person that may be involved in this circumstance, and that God is going to get the glory here if I just continue to press in and to trust Him with all things. Now let's go to the next verse. We are still in Proverbs 3, and this time we have verse 7. The question is, what do I need so I won't trust in my own wisdom? It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So there's one thing that I need. I need to fear the Lord. And to actively do that, I am to shun evil. Number 16 is Proverbs 8, 5. What kind of heart do we need? Now in this verse, the Lord is talking to the simple. And the simple is just speaking to those that are untrained or young. Now the verse says, You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. So what kind of a heart do I need? I need a heart of understanding. I need to gain understanding. And do you remember what the definition of understanding was? The definition was to have a mental grasp of something. So we must have a mental grasp of what the Lord is trying to teach us. Number 17, we have just a few more. Luke 24, 25. Why does Jesus rebuke the people in this verse? He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So he's rebuking them for being slow of heart and for having unbelief in the scripture. Number 18, Luke 24, 45. In order for the disciples to understand, what did Jesus need to do for them? 45. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. So if I'm to discern this scripture correctly, I have a foolish mind and a simple mind, and I am very slow of heart. And it's going to take the Holy Spirit. It's going to take Jesus Christ opening my mind and opening my heart of understanding so that I may know the scriptures and that they may bring me deliverance. Number 19, Ephesians 1.18. What is Paul's prayer for us? Ephesians 1.18. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Did you hear that? He has prayed that the eyes of our heart, our understanding would be enlightened, that we might know our calling, that we might know the riches of our inheritance. There is a rich inheritance for the saints of God for those that believe, that trust in Him, that seek Him, that obey His commands, that follow Him with their whole heart, soul, and mind. We have two more verses, Philippians 4, 7. Describe a heavenly understanding, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So a heavenly understanding is the peace of God that transcends all other understanding. Now the last verse is Philippians 4, 6. What are the three secrets to acquiring this heavenly understanding? Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So did you hear the three instructions? Number one, do not be anxious about anything. Number two, 
give everything to God with prayer and petition. And number three, be thankful. Now, as you find that you have anxiety and you don't know what to do with it and you can't get rid of it, then what you're to do is you're to offer up that anxiety as a prayer and a petition to God, as your sacrifice to the day, and then to be thankful. Now, not thankful that something dreadful and horrible is happening, like cancer, but to be thankful that you can trust God in the midst of your suffering, that you can trust that He will bring it to your good and to His glory, because He is a faithful God. Now, gratefulness has always been my key to decreasing my anxiety, and a faithful prayer is different than an obsessive, anxious prayer. So I want you to change your prayers from this hand-wringing, fretful, obsessive, anxious, fearful prayer to a faithful prayer where you just say, God, I trust you. No matter what the outcome is, whether it's life or death, I trust you. Now, we don't want to be like Job's wife. He calls her a foolish woman. And he says, shall we not accept good from God and not trouble? So Job did not sin. He accepted the good and the trouble from the Lord, knowing that God was doing a great work in him. But the foolish woman, his wife, she said, just curse God and die. And he said, oh, you foolish woman. So if you are fretful and anxious and fearful and and fighting against God because of some circumstance in your life, then I want you to get into Job's 2.10. You are talking like a foolish woman. And I want you to understand that that kind of talk is foolish and it is not going to lead to the peace of God. And I want you to change it and say, though he slay me, Yet I will trust in him, just like Job did. That is in Job 13, 15. Now let's review and see if you are paying attention. Number one, what should I ask God to give me? Number two, if I want to be wise, what book of the Bible should I read often? Number three, what would it look like if I lived a disciplined life in my thinking, in my words, and in my actions? Number four, if I want the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God, what do I need to do? Number five, how do we keep love and faithfulness close to us? Number six, when I don't understand something, what am I to do? Now, my children in Sunday school, my eight to 11-year-olds can answer these questions at the end of the lesson. So if you can't answer them, go back and do the lesson again. Now, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your words of wisdom through Proverbs. Thank you that we can trust you in all things. Teach us to not lean to ourselves, but to lean on you. Give us a discerning, understanding heart. Lord, give us the self-discipline to listen and pay attention and a heart to obey. Help us to be diligent, to seek, to search for you that we may find the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. Remind me in times of trouble to pray quickly and to be grateful in all things. Enlighten our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for being our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's do a little review. What are our instructions? They are to listen, pay attention, keep His statutes, keep His commandments, don't be anxious, give everything to God in prayer and petition, and to be thankful. And what are our prayer requests? They are for a discerning, understanding heart to open our spiritual eyes, to let the eyes of our heart be enlightened, to give us heavenly understanding, to give us a peace that transcends all understanding. And what are our blessings? Our blessings are riches and honor, long life and prosperity. 
as we follow him. Now let's look at a memory verse, Luke 24, 45. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Luke 24, 45. And this is the Rocket Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocket Recovery Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.